Okay, welcome everyone to uh, the Box Box uh, here at the European Parliament uh, in Brussels. This is an EPP group talk on chips, chips, semiconductors, that's the one I'm talking about. Uh, and and uh, closing the uh, EU's chip gap with the CHIP Act. And how are we going to do this? Uh, you know, EU imports, most of them, for computers, cars, phones, appliances, all kinds of things. Uh, how do we avoid uh, a chip crisis amid these global tensions? And who better to talk about that than Eva Maidel, a uh, Bulgarian uh, MEP with the EPP Group. You're on the ETRE Committee, that is the Industry Research and Energy Committee. Uh, you're also on the Delegation for Relations with the U.S., co-chair of the European Parliament Digital and AI Intergroup, and board member of the World Economic Forum's Digital Leaders of Europe. Um, now, the EPP Group's, uh, you're also the EPP Group's lead negotiator for the CHIPS Act. That's what we really want to talk about, is this CHIPS Act, and how can this CHIPS Act, this legislation uh, in the EU, uh, address this huge gap we have? Tell us about that. Well, Europe is behind uh, some of the major players when it comes to chips, um, and that is especially when it comes to the USA, to South Korea, to Taiwan, um, and these major players aren't waiting for us uh, to catch up. Um, they all have major chips initiatives uh, that are their own chips initiatives, especially the U.S. has the CHIPS Act. Uh, China is also trying uh, to move forward its own industry without us even knowing how much it is really investing uh, into it. Um, so right now we find ourselves into this global uh, race uh, and we have started from behind. So what we urgently need is to put some turbo boosters uh, behind Europe's efforts. Turbo um, boosters, I like that. So I mean, <laughs> so the chips act is our turbo booster. Okay, all right. So how do we go to hyperspace with this? How do we do this? Um, how we believe um, we can go ahead with something that is a law, after all, that we are talking about is uh, threefold. Uh, first of all, um, we are trying to make sure that uh, the R&D uh, is done here in Europe, just a couple of kilometers away from Brussels. Uh, in Leuven, you will find iMac, which is delivering innovation for chips producers all over the world. It's I the one-of-a-kind yeah. place I visited that place. It is amazing. It These is clean amazing. clean rooms. It, you've yeah. been there too, right? Yes, I've yeah. been there myself. Uh, and once you see and understand the importance of it, you're like, wow, we're actually mm. a leader in that. We're the only place in the world that can provide the solutions mm. and can design those chips of the future. So then why does the EU's share of global chip revenues, why did it shrink to less than 10% from 20% in the 1990s. What happened here? What's wrong with this picture? Um, well, that's, uh, uh, you know, the, the second uh, part we are trying to uh, tackle is to boost investments in Europe. So yeah. we might be very good at the RDNI part, but we have lost uh, uh, a lot of the investments done in the area uh, to our competitors. So it will be important for us to bring some of those productions uh, here in Europe. One way of doing that is establishing the so-called first-of-a-kind uh, um, uh, principle uh, to become a leader for next generation uh, chips. Uh, another way uh, which we are trying to uh, make sure that our competitiveness is protected is to make sure 
sure that we put in place some certain crisis measures without impeding further investment uh, in Europe. We need to make sure uh, that we monitor the supply chains uh, to make sure that there are no disruptions uh, in order for us not to even get to the point uh, of a crisis. Um, but few points that are important from an EPP perspective uh, that we have been uh, championing uh, in this new law uh, is that uh, we want to uh, boost the investment climate. Uh, if we do not uh, attract the best people, if we do not attract global investment, will be very difficult to uh, push on the turbo booster. Okay, so then how do you sweeten the deal for more investment? How do you do that? Um, do you, you shift more funds from Horizon Europe, that $95 billion over seven years? How do we do this? Well, How there's a couple for? of ways to do that. So first of all, I spoke about uh, investment. We need investment certainty. Uh, and we are doing that uh, through this uh, law. We want to make sure that those emergency mechanisms are not just going to be triggered uh, in a way that is not transparent, that is not clear. And yeah. ideally, we are putting enough of safeguards to never even have to trigger those emergency uh, mechanisms. Second of all, as I said, we are going to be monitoring but also predicting supply chain shortages should such occur and we'll be taking uh, preemptive measures. Uh, and also a very important point is to collaborate and cooperate with like-minded friends such as Taiwan and, and the U.S. Um, you know, it's such a complex ecosystem. Uh, as, as you rightly pointed out, why are we not producing as many when we are so excellent at designing them? Yes, indeed. Uh, so uh, now the point that we need to emphasize is to cooperate uh, with those other countries that are investing, that are producing, to create an ecosystem that we work flawlessly. But we would need, indeed, the budget. And as an EPP, we have been advocating uh, for fresh funds to be allocated to this initiative. If we are to be a digital leader, if we are to be a green leader, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if we want to ensure our competitiveness, none of that could happen without chips. And we absolutely need them, and they are underpinning for every industry we are talking now, about. Now, you, you've been to many places, including to California, um, and uh, you, you are with that, that delegation that does relations with the U.S. Um, how can, can you tell us well, on the ground what did you see there? What, uh, what potential do you see for cooperation uh, with, with the Americans, among others? For me, it's very important that if we are both working on our CHIPS Acts and our strategies in, in that area, in that domain, that we somehow find ways to collaborate and cooperate while doing so. It's not just about... Uh, which country or, um, you know, institution or company is investing. And it's not just about the amount of money that is being invested. Mm -hmm. uh, we can collaborate more, for example, on the front of uh, research, development, uh, innovation. Uh, our universities could have exchanges uh, that uh, can help us design those next generation chips. Um, um, there are ways for us to enhance our relationships particularly in this area. And I would like to see, um, you know, platforms like the Trade and uh, Technology Council, the TTC, to be doing more in, in more efforts in, in, in this domain. Well, what about the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, those U.S. subsidies for green transition? Do you see that as a threat uh, regarding the chips? Well, I'm... Competitor or collaborator? What, how do you see that? Well, 
as I said from from the very beginning, uh, my position has been to encourage greater international cooperation and support. Uh, ultimately, we must uh, ensure that the semiconductor industry is dominated by democracies. Uh, I have seen more worry about what the U.S. is doing and less talk and no worry at all about what China is doing here uh, in Europe. Uh, so we may be uh, competing and we all compete, but it should be a positive sum game that moves us all um, forward and prevents those autocracies like uh, China from gaining dominance. And this is why I have been working uh, with colleagues such as Senator Warner, one of the sponsors of the U.S. Chips Act. Uh, and I will continue to push for that uh, cooperation uh, between uh, the U.S., uh, EU, but also uh, Asian democracies. Now, uh, regarding China, there's a, I read a think tank commentary called, uh, quote, a blind spot in the EU's CHIP Act. Uh, which says that uh, it, it says it uh, the act neglects dependencies on older Chinese semiconductor factories. That's the ones that make uh, chips for autos, for instance. Autos need need a thousand. I didn't know this. A thousand chips to build an auto. I had no idea on that. So how do we address that with the Chips Act? Yeah, actually, uh, if you get one of the latest generation of uh, car models that are also hybrid and so on, they might use up to 20,000 chips in uh. one car. Uh, that is, wow. uh, but uh, and and I think this has to be taken in consideration, and that's why we are working on the Chips Act. But on your point, uh, precisely, yeah, we're joined at the hip um, still with the Chinese on those kinds of chips, those lower end chips, right? Yeah. So President Biden's uh, recent export ban on high tech chips uh, to China is coming at a time when uh, China is scaling back investment uh, due to uh, the COVID policies that mm. it had uh, introduced. Uh, so. So I don't think we can be complacent about uh, China, uh, which has still invested significantly. Uh, but we should take this opportunity to capitalize on its uh, comparative reduction in competitiveness. Um, and in particular, we have to focus on building uh, Europe uh, as truly the heart of RD uh, and I uh, investments. Of course, here the real uh, danger with China is that it takes a chips industry by force. Uh, what in I mean Taiwan. is by exactly by in, invading uh, Taiwan, which makes um, most of the the high end chips in the world. Absolutely, it has uh, one of the highest production of, of chips in the world, uh, also, but it produces the most cutting edge uh, chips. Uh, that is to say, as I said earlier, we'll we'll need some of those mature chips. Uh, uh, but we will also need the cutting edge uh, chips. And this is why I think we have to continue politically, economically, culturally to engage with Taiwan to show China that invading uh, Taiwan would not be something that the free world would simply ignore. Uh, and having more clear uh, European policies vis-a-vis -vis Taiwan and our cooperation, as I just outlined, but also a renewed China policy, it has to be an absolute priority uh, for the EU at this point uh, in time. Um, and yeah, I think uh, on the contrary, uh, we have uh, seen much interest to ensure uh, uh, that this never happens in the Indo-Pacific from, uh, you know, global power wars like the US. So I think the EU needs to be part of sh shaping that agenda. And how urgent is this? Um, what if we don't really make this CHIPS Act work? Uh, 
for instance, Bloomberg, I read uh, an article where they, they, they talk about a nightmare scenario where Britain has uh, Britain war games uh, nightmare scenario of a chip crisis in 2027 in the UK, a black market for vintage smartphones, hot demand for used cars. Uh, they're paralyzed by internet blackouts after China invades Taiwan, restricts its own exports. They don't have enough chips to make their economy work. Is that how conceivable is that nightmare scenario for Europe? Well, I mean, uh, that's why I think the main risk is called dependency. Uh, we cannot allow ourselves to be uh, dependent on, uh, you know, certain type of chips coming from China, for example, just like we were dependent on, on Russian oil. But they are two different things. We can't even compare them. Um, uh, one you could extract not too easily, but to produce chips, it's a very, very complex ecosystem. Um, and at best, we'll be dependent um, um, on, on, on allies like uh, the US or, or South Korea, uh, but worst, uh, our dependencies will be on China. Uh, and of course, uh, Taiwan uh, from, you know, uh, half, I think it's about, I, I mentioned most, it's about uh, half of the global chips are actually coming from Taiwan. Um, so it's increasingly uh, at risk, as we've said, uh, and I believe, uh, you know, if there should be a major conflict uh, there, uh, it would create a major global shortage. Right. Uh, Which is so not, we might be boosting. We might be boosting production, but we'll yeah. still we're still dependent, even even through boosting uh, yeah. production, won't be enough for all the chips we'll be in need. So it's urgent, no matter what. What next steps? Now you are the main point person here uh, on the Chips Act. There's the what they call the trilogue. That's the talk between the council and the parliament and the commission on making this, on finalizing this CHIP Act. We're not there yet. And, and one of the sticking points is to try to get the council, that's all those heads of state, uh, to agree on fresh funding, which you just talked about. Um, and, and, and when do we get that, you know, what are the chances of getting that fresh funding and making this CHIPS Act final? Um, well, uh, you mentioned the council, but I think we need to uh, be cautious uh, also of the commission uh, because they would like us to have a fast agreement, very fast. Uh, and I also want to get us a quick agreement, but by it no means it has to mean it's a bad agreement. Uh, I don't want to prolong the process, uh, but we would like all the important points that the parliament has raised, and one of them is the budget, but it's not the only one. Uh, they have to be uh, met. Uh, indeed, uh, on that particular point, we are concerned from where the money is coming, and we will continue to push this point to the Commission, but also to the Council, to the Member States, uh, because, um, you know, I think after all, uh, as I said in the beginning, it's a global race. Uh, it's uh, not a sprint, but it's more like a marathon, so we need to get this right. Okay. How soon could we see new factories? in Europe uh, making chips? Some of them are increasing their production. Uh, there are new factories that are being, um, so to say, uh, contracted. Uh, but to build a fab, it takes a couple of years and mm. it takes uh, billions of euros of investment. So obviously the current 
situation that we find ourselves of economies being slowed down, um, of high inflation, uh, do not help uh, this to happen at a pace that we would have thought it can happen. So this CHIPS Act should, uh, should help to push this it along. It will definitely right? help. Yeah. Great. Eva Maidel of the EPP Group, thank you so much. Thanks to everyone for uh, listening to this uh, talk here in the European Parliament. Uh, keep in mind, at EPP Group and eppgroup.eu for any more information and uh, to cast the image, the image and the message wider. My name is Chris Burns, and see you next time.